$250,000 in 30 days using a simple video funnel with YouTube ads. What's up, you crazy fighting entrepreneurs? Today, we've got an amazing guest, Alex Rivera. I interviewed him. It was a short interview because he was so to the point. I love this funnel. 38 clients. He's invested $6 million in YouTube ads and created $18 million in sales in the last few years using one funnel. All 38 use one funnel, all right? It's the simplest, easiest funnel. If you have an offer that sells for thousands of dollars, if you have a coaching offer or an information offer that's three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten thousand dollars or more, this is the funnel for you. It's simple, it's to the point, and even if you don't have one, you're gonna listen to this and want to have one. I am going to actually be doing this funnel, that is a guarantee. And we turned it into a bit of a consultation session halfway through the episode, so you can get a little here, you can you hear a little bit about what I'm working on right now, where I'm gonna apply Alex's lessons. So, yes, you need YouTube ads for this, all right? He's had tremendous results, there's never a guarantee but let's dive in with him and learn about this. But before we do that, learnexpert.com, L-U-R-N, expert, E-X-P-E-R-T.com, free course, free newsletter, free community. Go, takes you 30 seconds to sign up for it. Um, it's, I'm building, this is it. I'm building the community now to just change the entire world of education. I wanna change the landscape of education and remove the intermediaries from it and connect those who are experts directly with those who are seeking. And if you wanna be a part of that revolution, L-U-R-N, expert.com. All right, and onicpodcast.com to binge listen to all of our episodes. Enough of this, let's, let's go to Alex. All right, Alex, so. You've thrown a lot of numbers at me before we started filming. You've got me foaming at the mouth. I'm super interested. Um, and, and funny enough, this is how you got me to begin with, right? Like, I think I reached out to you like a year and a half ago. He put some Facebook case study up. I don't even know how we became Facebook friends. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm interested. So you threw a couple of numbers. So one is one of your clients, you use the exact strategy you're going to share today to do 250000 in 30 days on a very small ad spend on YouTube only. But then macro across all of your clients you just told me on like 18 million dollars generated in what time frame that's over the past three years. three years three years 18 million on a six million spend so that's a 300 percent roas i think i don't know how we look at that or 200 how do, yeah. yeah so huge huge roas uh return on ad spend for anyone listening um, i just want to throw a quick little disclaimer out to everybody if you're listening to this episode remember we're going to throw numbers and big figures at you there's never a guarantee that that's what you're going to make just by listening to this episode we're giving you live examples and scenarios this particular model does require you to spend a little bit of money on youtube ads so be safe be be cautious be wise um for if you're wondering, do YouTube ads work? I've spent a fortune on them and I love them. But of course, everything is, every situation is different. So I just want to make sure we're very good about that and everyone understands that. But Alex, listen, man, I have watched you for a long time. I'm really, really just loving how you're growing. And more and more people are running to you for your YouTube ads. The particular thing I brought you on here today was you've got this simple video funnel that you seem to be rinsing and repeating, rinsing and repeating to get ridiculous results. So please talk about you, talk about what you do, and talk about your funnel, and we'll dive in. I'll have a lot, a lot of questions. I'm, I'm excited. 100%. Um, so yeah, just kind of, I guess, give a quick backstory. Um, I, I really started my agency, like, believe it or not, just doing Facebook ads. That's really what we offered as a service. So started that about like five years ago, um, but I just kind of found like Facebook ads was just so saturated. Because there's a lot of Facebook ad agencies out there. Um, but like little by little, I just kind of started testing YouTube ads with our clients, just studying better and better results, and eventually just 100% just switched over to YouTube ads. 
But um, at this point, you know, we're managing a little over 600K in ad spend per month um, while averaging around three to four X for our clients. Um, but the, the video funnel that you're mentioning is um, basically just a VSL funnel. And really what it is, like the, big, the most important, I guess, aspect of the video itself is um, the VSL is around 10 to 15 minutes. So it's really not that long. It's super short, but super concise. And um, the other big thing there is like just being direct because, you know, when you're sending people to this funnel from YouTube ads, YouTube is a video platform. So people are already used to video. So that's what they're expecting. That's what they want. So when they're looking at YouTube, they're looking for help with their, their issue, their problems or like their pains. And if that's, if your offer is something that can help them, obviously they're going to be searching around on YouTube for you know, questions around how to get their, get that solution to their pain. And if they're just watching, you know, four or five different videos just, that are all like 10 minutes each, just scrolling through these different videos, looking for that information. And if they see your ad and you can basically, um, basically explain to them that whatever video or whatever training you have is going to answer all their questions in a video format, then that's exactly what they've been looking for. And that's exactly what they've been searching for. So essentially once they opt in, um, just, I guess, kind of give you that overflow of the, the structure of the, the funnel, it goes from ad to landing page to VSL page, and then the booking or, um, in this case, if you're going primarily, most of our clients are going for book calls. Um, so after the VSL page, you go to the counter page to book a call and then the confirmation page. But um, again, once they opt in on that landing page, it goes straight to the VSL page, which again is just 10 to 15 minutes. Um, now the biggest thing here is we 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 split test this a bit, where it's like we delayed the button and we delay the, the speed, so we force the viewers to watch, and then we we split test it with um, basically the opposite, just giving them the access or giving them the ability to skip through, as well as like the ability to look at that counter page immediately. But what we found is like once we do that, where in regards to just letting them skip through. The volume does increase like tremendously. There's a lot of like book calls, but a lot of no shows because they're not as serious. But when we force them to watch the video and consume that content, and again, if it's short, concise, and to the point, and they can feel the value, that's really what we found to get the best results in regards to volume as well as quality. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So lots to unpack there. I was writing a bunch of questions down. Now, most of your clients are running funnels that lead to a higher, higher ticket sale. Like what's an average price point of your client that they're selling? Yeah, I would say like uh, on the lower end right now, our, our, I guess the lowest price point our client has like a $1,600 price point. Uh, on the higher end, we have 35K, uh, which even at that, believe it or not, like this, this month they've had two like paid in full like uh, 35K sales from their ads. So um, again, the quality is there. They've had how many, sorry? To 35k like paid in falls because like you know typically wow. high ticket coaches they'll like put in uh payment plans but they've had two like paying falls which is like that's probably like our biggest win does um for our clients at least that's awesome all right so 1600 to 35k sold on the phone so if you're listening to this everyone basically this is the solution to selling like super ticket products and how, how to do it um you're going from youtube to a landing page now your landing page let's i'm going to come back and talk about youtube ads and the targeting and the type of ads but i'm curious about the landing page what is what does a typical landing page look like? Is it just a headline and an email? Are you offering a free book? Is there some kind of gift being offered? Like, what is the message on the landing page? So the landing page is essentially just offering that VSL, which we, we can either position as a free training or um, like a masterclass, if you want to call it. But that's really what the opt-in or the lead magnet is. You know, if they give their name and their email in exchange, you're giving them that training, which on the next page, you can see that video. But the landing page is really, it's, it's super, super simple because we get, I'd say 90% of our clients, they, they've been running Facebook ads, either their, um, their ads tank or they get their ads account like shut down. But the point I'm trying to make is like when they have a landing page that they've been using for Facebook ads for a while, and it's been converting really well. More often than not, we'll have to tweak the landing page for YouTube just to simplify it. That's really the biggest thing. 
because if you think about it, Facebook is obviously a completely different platform than YouTube. Whereas like you might have to give a little bit more information on the landing page based on what kind of ad you use for Facebook. But with YouTube, since the videos, which I'll talk about here in a bit, the videos are a bit longer. It's about two, three minutes. It's not even that long, but they have a lot more to consume. So there's a lot less you have to provide on the landing page. So the landing page is basically just headline, a sub headline, and then either an image of you or an image of like, um, right now we've been doing this thing with like a, a GIF of like what's inside the, the VSL. Um, that's literally it. Sometimes we'll put like a couple of bullet points of like what's included or what's a, what they'll discover in the uh, the training. But for the most part, it's really just the headline, sub headline, picture, and then opt-in. Okay. You know what? This is going to become one of those episodes. I think the best thing we can do is turn it into a consult. So here we go, everybody. I'm, I'm switching gears and I'm going to start revealing a little bit of what's in my head. I'm going to start seeing Alex build my marketing plan for me. These are usually, these get fun. So Alex, I've got a couple of offers coming out. One very specific one is, is going to be, uh, it's about, I don't really know the exact price point right now, but let's just say it's in that 20 to $30,000 range. And it's basically an offer for those who are building an information business. And what they end up getting is they basically get my team at learn to become their consultants. So they get inside the company and they get a chance to get all of our models, all of our funnels, what we're running deep insight into all of the different campaigns we've run, how we run them. Um, and then we have like one of the, seriously, one of the, the country's like top media buyers, who's our director of media buying. He kind of, he will be available to them to help them with their strategy. Um, we have quarter, we'll do quarterly events where we meet and we go over with the latest and greatest. So it's, it's a mastermind, but with a very active consulting element where it's not just like we get together as a group, but it's very strategic. We actually work with, now it's also not for everybody. So it's not for the person that's like, oh, I think I kind of want to start a business. No, I mean, you should either already have an information business or you should be very clear, like I am building an information business to teach guitar, you know, lessons like not, hey, guys, what niche should I do? This is for those who are determined and ready. Um, that's a program I'm building. So it's going after course creators and everything. So like right off the top of your head, like what would possibly the landing page say for if I'm trying to filter leads that are coming from that background? Yeah, so I think the biggest thing here is just, um, I mean, it starts with the ad, obviously, because with the ad, that's really where you're going to do the most filtering out of the game. So, okay, so let's let's write an ad. Let's let's do the ad real quick. Like, yeah. Okay. Because basically, you again, you want to be as direct as possible in regards to addressing the pain points and the desires of that specific segment of your target market, which, again, we don't want the brand new beginners that they don't really know what they want yet. Like, they're just starting get, getting into the uh, information business. But we want the people that they already have some something going, at least they want to scale it up, right? So you want to address the pain points and the desires of those people where it's like they might have um, a big issue with like lead generation, but more so like how to uh, increase client retention. Like that's a more specific question, a more specific pain point with, that they might be dealing with where a brand new business owner or a brand new like um, information business owner, they're not really going to resonate with it because they're not at that point yet where they're running into that issue. So again, with the ad, it's just about adjusting those pain points and those desires that are specific to that target market. And then on the the CTA, the call to action, you're basically the producer, you're offering the VSL, which is a training. And you're going to tell them basically on that training what you're going to cover. But most more importantly, um, again, still tying into that, that main benefit, that main pain point of how you're going to solve it on the training. And then you just follow that with, follow the same kind of concept on the landing page. Because really, again, the headline is just a recap of what the ad talked about. Got it. So, okay. So selling courses or selling information that's a little bit broad so what i was thinking because i've of course looked at some of your stuff before inside of our community we're going to create training for example there'll be a whole area for webinar 
funnels. Like if you want to have webinar funnels, there's going to be like a whole depot where we teach that. There will be a whole like paid media training area where we really get deep with those uh, students and work with them on their paid advertising. I'm in this market a lot. So those are actually two areas where I do see a lot of people asking a lot of questions that are already active, you know, information marketers. They'll ask stuff like, how, how do I do paid media to scale my, that, that's actually a question I get personally asked a lot. So I can see an ad that says, hey, do you wanna learn how you can sell more of your courses and coaching programs using paid traffic at really, really great ROAS? Keep watching. So you're saying that is how you really filter it down. Um, and, and maybe I can create like three or four channels. Like I could have one that's like, hey, you know, are you an information marketer? Do you wish you could use webinars to sell courses for a thousand to two thousand dollars on an automated way? And so now, like, I've got one going after this type of person, one going after this, but they're all coming down into the same core program. Yeah, exactly. And like, the more ad spend you have, obviously, the more angles you can test. Which, like, you know, once you have a lot of ad spend, you can test all these different angles and kind of, you know, analyze which one works best. But one other thing I would add on to that, and we guess, like, you know, like the example you used, if you want to learn how to use paid ads to scale. Um, adding one other element of saying like, if you want to use paid ads to scale with less than like a specific budget. So like, say like with less than 10, 10 K a month ad spend, um, or like someone like in a position to afford that, they're not really going to like, they're not gonna really flinch at that. Or it's like a brand new business owner. that's going to like, all right, this probably won't work for me. So it's kind of little things like that. If you throw those in, it's going to, um, basically filter out those bad leads because I don't know if you knew this, but like if, if they skip the ad, you don't pay for them. You only pay if they watch 30 seconds or more. So that's really why you want to be very direct so that you can get the bad leads to stop watching the ad and skip the ad so you don't pay for them. Okay. So, but in a, let's take this example of paid, paid media. Let's say I've created a track that's like, Hey, uh, so the ad after I've said that I filter them, what am I saying? Cause like, what can I teach someone in a 10, 15 minute VSL about this? Like maybe I'm thinking too much about it, but like kind of walk me through what the rest of the ad would say, what the landing page would say, and then what I would aim to deliver in the 10 to 15 minute VSL. Okay, so what would you say is like the, the two or three biggest benefits of what this offer is gonna do for them? Uh, so they're gonna have, first of all, they're gonna know exactly, like they're gonna learn how to do the ads. They're gonna have the like the whole framework and examples. They're gonna have like a team member essentially like watching over them. So they'll have someone to review their results. Um, and third, let's just say maybe, yeah, I'll probably put together a bucket of like my best stuff, like my best landing pages and my best ads, and they can have that. So they've got kind of the how to do it. Then they've got a person there to watch them, make sure they're not making mistakes. And then the third is that we've given them a stuff, bunch of stuff they can start with. Yeah. So I guess uh, for that quick example, it's like you want to use like, again, the reason I asked you what those benefits were is like, you want to use those as like, position them at like what the pain points or the problems that they're running into that those fix. So it's like, if, um, if we're talking about, you know, using paid ads, obviously if they're getting all this help and they, you're obviously their team or your team's helping them is the possibility or the chance of them wasting their ad spend is going to be way lower than if they try to do it on their own. So it's like basically kind of on the, for the rest of the ad, after you do the hook, you're basically addressing how most, most, um, information business, uh, coach, coaches, course, course creators that try to run paid ads, they end up wasting money because a, they don't have a proven system to follow. Um, number two, they don't have a team to basically, or they don't have someone that's going to review their ads every single day, or it's going to help them give, give them a, a strategy and review the strategy every single week or month. Um, but basically again, just tying in those benefits and addressing how it's going to help them. And in regards to like, um, if they don't do it or if they don't like 
have consulted, they don't have coaching with them, they will run into these issues if they haven't yet. So you kind of give them a tidbit on the, the ad itself because the ad itself is only two, three minutes. The VSL is what's going to be 10 to 15 minutes. But really all you got to do on the ad is just drop that curiosity. So it's basically addressing the fact that, you know, they might waste all this money on ad spend, but if they continue watching the video, if they can um, click off the ad and watch the training, they're going to find out a pure, or a surefire way, you know, three steps to um, scaling upwards of XYZ uh, monthly revenue. So you're, you're pretty clear in the ad too. You're like, hey, I have a program where, you know, you can, you can have my team watching over you. So you're not really hiding that all, even in the ad. Yeah. So, I mean, one, one thing I will say though, is it does depend on the market. So, you know, with, with you, you're targeting it's B2B. So you, you want to be a lot more direct. That's what we found with B2B offers is being a lot more direct and upfront. Whereas B2C is again, it's a little bit different um, regards to the market awareness as well as like, um, as well as the market saturation, but with B2C, you don't have to be as direct, just more so kind of give them a little bit more value. But again, with B2B, I definitely would be a lot more direct. Be more direct. Okay. Wow. That, that's good advice. So then what about the landing page though? Like why do I, so what would say so, uh, the, the headline of something like this be to get their email address? So I, I guess I, again, just kind of testing out different ways to recap what you said on the ad and what's going to be delivered on the, the VSL. But for instance, you could say, the three pillars to scaling upwards of a hundred K a month with. And those, those three pillars are the three core benefits of joining my program. That's kind of the overlap there. Exactly. 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 So what's what my big aha here was what you just said. You said for B, B2B, be more direct. I see my brain. I've always been B2C. So that's why I'm like, wait, I can just like tell them I have a program. Like they're not going to want to click or my cost per click or my cost per registration or my cost per lead will be so high. But I remember talking to Mike Bontempo once and he told me, he, he was telling me about one of his clients. He's like, yeah, we spend $800 a booking. I'm like, the, you know what? He's like, yeah, but the client's LTV is like $5,000. Right. And, and that client has only one goal and they don't want a huge sales team. They only want like two or three people that are just killing it. And so he does so much filtering that by the time they get on the phone, it's more of like, I take my credit card, I'm ready to go. So I found that intriguing. That, that's like the opposite of what we do in B2C marketing. It's like, you know, he, here you spend more money up front, save yourself the headache, whereas B2C, it's like spend the least, get them in the funnel. Um, yeah, uh, one thing I will add too is, um, in regards to like being a lot more strict, or I guess filtering a lot harder, at the beginning, as you start testing out the ads, like you definitely can be like direct and like a little bit more strict on the ad itself. But on the funnel, I wouldn't add on like, um, as many like filters or, or like I guess, um, obstacles on the funnel as you start out. Cause first you want to get as much volume and then you can add, add on and filter out as you get the data and see which, you know, where your hottest block of buyers are. Got it. Got it. No, that makes sense. Um, what kind of targeting let's go backwards. Let's go back to YouTube now. So I've got this ad and let's just say we're just getting started. I have no pixel history, um, brand new offer you're launching. What kind of targeting would you start from day one? Yeah, so with B2B, what's been working extremely well is uh, targeting competitor websites. So basically creating custom audiences off of the website traffic of your competitors. So not just competitors, but also like influencers. So for like, for me, for example, it's like I'll create custom audiences based on my competitors, as well as like tools and software such as ClickFunnels, because I know a lot of my audience is using ClickFunnels. But essentially, when you create those audiences, you're creating an audience of people that are visiting websites just like those websites that you put inside the audience. So using that, because again, that puts you in front of the right niche, I guess you would call it the right, the right pocket of uh, buyers, but then you can layer it on with keywords that have high intent. So again, for instance, let's say you target your competitors, 
And then for the keywords, you'd say um, how to scale with paid ads. So that way, you know, they're visiting these types of websites, but they're also looking for help with paid ads. So, you know, they fit into your niche and you know, they're looking for your help. That's really how we kind of combine them both. But to start out with, that's typically how we start out, you know, for, with a brand new ad account. So a bunch of other like campaigns we could run as well, but that's really the core one that we start out with just testing different audiences. So I've not done a lot of work with custom audiences. And one of my concerns or one of my objections that screams in my head anytime someone says this is that audience will be so small. So like in theory, what you say sounds awesome. I can go because for me, it would be like ClickFunnels, Kajabi, you know, Teachable. And like there's like four or five, six of these sites, right, that a lot of course content creators use to host their courses. Um, there's LearnDash and I mean, LearnDash alone has a huge community. So let's just say I'm going after them and I plug them all into custom audiences. I guess in my head is like that audience to begin with will be so small because Google doesn't like register everybody, right? So it's maybe maybe half of the actual people using those sites are actually getting pixeled and you know are in the ecosystem. And then you layer another keyword on, which is like, how do you pay? What of the audience sizes you found? What do they end up being? Like if you if you were to go target ClickFunnels, for example, like how much is the audience size actually? So the thing is, the thing with these audiences, like they're not creating audiences on the specific traffic that's visiting these websites. They're creating a pocket of audiences that's similar to these these uh, people that are visiting the website. So it's not specifically like the traffic that's going to these websites, but more so, oh. Google's using the information to put together an audience that's related to the people that are visiting those websites. So I'll just give you an example, like with ClickFunnels, I think it's around one billion to five billion like weekly impressions. That's kind of how they do like the audience sizes instead of like um, I forgot how they do it on Facebook, but on YouTube, it's based on weekly impressions, but with ClickFunnels, I know it's 1 billion to 5 billion. Um, we haven't really ran into like any, I guess, exhaust. I mean, obviously we have to switch it up every now and then, but for the most part, once we find like a good competitor audience, we can spend at least, you know, upwards of $500 a day on that one campaign or that one audience. Huh. All right. So would you do, let's say I had five of these, like, or like the three, I got ClickFunnels, I got Kajabi and I got Teachable. Would I do three separate ones or put them all into one? So this is where it comes out to budget. So I'd say like, if you do have the budget to split them out, I would, but if not, I would just script them into one. Okay. Got it. What, what are some good metrics? So let's say I'm working with you. What can I expect cost per register cost per lead? Oh, I'm sorry. Cost per like call or cost per booking. There's a number. Cost per call. So, um, again, B2B and B2C are going to be different in this regard, but with B2B, I would say average is around $200. Um, B2C, it's, a little bit lower, like 125, um, 150. But we have clients right now that's getting like $80, $50 calls, but they're getting B2C. But B2B, it is gonna be a little bit more expensive. Are you are you seeing, um, are, so for your clients, are they revealing the price of the program during the VSL or that's kind of being waited to talk about on the phone? It's being like, it's, they wait until the, the phone calls to oh, reveal okay, that. Just trying to see how transparent everything is. Okay, so targeting is pretty, so inside of YouTube, is that what it's called, custom audience, or is it like an affinity audience? Um, I mean, uh, basically URL audience, but it is uh, custom segments. Okay, URL audience. So you go in there, you pop these URLs in. Do you, um, I remember her hearing a strategy once where they said, don't put in, to, again, to pick on ClickFunnels, don't put clickfunnels.com, instead take the URL that people would be going to once they log in. And that's the URL you want because that's gonna be like the active people that are actually using ClickFunnels. Do you go that far or do you just pop clickfunnels.com? 
we have like tested it out, like split tested it, but like we haven't really found a difference in regards to like one or the other. Okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. Um, so I'm going around. So I am thinking along the right, like okay, for for example, like for webinars, right? So let's say I have like a webinar track, I would go put in like webinar um, jam, ever webinar, you know, go to webinar, Zoom, and all of these, and then layer over it. I don't know, some other keyword that shows me that they have intent. So that's been like your jam. Do you ever not do the layering over keyword? Yeah, I was going to say that because like when we first started, again, it comes out to the budget stuff. So like if we have a client that doesn't have a huge budget, we'll isolate them first or like um, basically like we'll isolate the keywords. So we'll go the keywords in their own campaign and the audiences in their own campaign and run them. But just to kind of see if the, the CTR and the view rate, that's kind of what we look at first um, before we start getting some leads. But once we validate whether or not the audience or the keywords work, like they work well on their own, then we layer them together because we know that the keyword works. We know it's getting in front of the right crowd and the audience too, that that's working too. If we layer them together, it might be a little bit more expensive because like cost per click, but the quality is there because again, it's so hyper-specific. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how we do it. It's basically isolate it first and then we layer. Um, there's another thing you can do. Like, I don't know if you've tested out combined segments, but with combined segments, we don't do that until we validate the audiences. Um, uh, combined segments just basically combining two audiences together um, instead of just doing two audiences in one campaign you're combining into one audience okay. okay wow all right got it okay so and this is it like this is the funnel and you keep it nice and simple how many clients do you have running this um, i'd say around 38 um, i think actively all running the exact same funnel yeah and one thing i will say too is like we've been seeing a lot of like um it's increased the profitability is on the landing page asking for the email name but also the phone number uh, but making the phone number optional so that way like if they don't put in the, the phone number they can still give their name email and move forward but with the phone number having either like a setter or an automated text follow-up that basically once they opt in it automatically shoots them a text asking like you know if if they can if they need help with uh, for example for us we're doing um do you have time for a quick 15 10 15 minute chat to see how we can if and how we can help you with youtube ads so that's a little bit more direct for us, but like for other offers, obviously you don't have to be as direct, but we found it to work really well in regards to getting an extra like three, five sales um, per month, depending on the ads and budget. Wow. Got it. Okay. Awesome. So we talked about the, um, what is it? Okay. So here's another question or another internal objection that pops up in my head. And that is that if I do so much validating in the actual ad, so I'm like, Hey, if you want to make you know, if you want to do this, blah, 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 but my audience is this huge and I'm going after that segment, my CTR is going to be horrible and YouTube is going to hate me and charge me an insane CPM. Do you not see that? Like, you don't actually see that play out? Um, no, not really. Um, like we have a lot of clients, like super, super niche, uh, like small, small niches. But I think with that, it's just like, if it is like a very, like when I say small niche, like I'm talking way smaller than like courses and co course creators and coaches. But what we do is basically target like a little bit more broad in regards to the keyword it might be a little more broad. But if you say like um, copywriting, for example, it's a broad keyword, but then being very direct, very specific on the ad itself. That's kind of how we can and vice versa. Like you can either have a more broad key or more broad video and the targeting is a little bit more specific. So again, that's kind of how we, we test it out, with, um, play around with it to see what's a little bit better. Got it. So that's, so your CTR still stay healthy. I guess you just make YouTube really do the work to show your ad to the right people. Yeah, like if, I mean, if we see a CTR that's less than 1%, I mean, honestly, well, if it's like 0.9, we'll see, like, we'll let it run. But anything less than like 0.9%, um, we'll just create another script and test another ad. Okay, got it. All right, so to summarize, everybody, you take your niche, you, you go to YouTube, 
you do some custom audiences based on URLs, you layer onto that a keyword that would then show intent, um, you create an ad, make sure the first 10 seconds of that ad or whatever are super clear, you're going ahead and figuring out who you don't want watching um, so that they can go away, be very, very clear and direct, spend the next two minutes or so being pretty clear about the fact that there's a program, but you know, here's your pillars or here's the thing. If you wanna watch a video of me talk about it, click now. They go to the landing page, very simple, headline, subheadline, name, email, optional phone number, an image of you or the video. They opt in, 10 to 15 minute video. They watch that. You ask them to book a call with your team. Bada bing, bada boom. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Um, he spent over $8 million. Eight, no, wait, what was it? Six million. How much was it? Yeah, six. Six million in ad spend doing this, 38 clients that it's working for. Last question, how long is your follow-up sequence? So when you've got, you know, the emails and text messages, like how long do you just keep going at them before you say, okay, this person's not gonna book or book? I, yeah, we really go like hard with the follow-up for the next like seven days after they opt in. And then after that, we do it basically on a two week, like, bi-weekly basis. Um, then from there, obviously just kind of the general nurture sequence. But uh, what we found, I guess one other thing to add in too, is like, if you do have a pretty high ad spend budget with the retargeting, that comes in very quickly, especially with anyone who viewed your ad, you immediately retarget them. Like the, the audience is gonna populate within a couple of days. So the retargeting, you know, it, within like the first couple of days, they're already seeing those ads pop up again. And then, like I mentioned earlier uh, with Google, we've been finding a really, really, like it's been really, really profitable in regards to targeting people who viewed your ad on YouTube. But then if you do a, create a Google search campaign, just very broad keywords. So if they search for, um, in this instance, like um, paid ads, like it's a very general keyword like that. But if they watch your ad on YouTube and then they see your ad again on Google, that's been working extremely well. We got to recap or recouping those, those fallen leads. Oh, I love that. Okay, in case people didn't follow that, what's really interesting about Google search is that you can show search ads only to a retargeting audience. So here's two people. Person one searches for paid ads, but they've never seen you, never watched your video, never clicked your URL. They will not see your ad. Person two recently clicked, watched your video, opted in, maybe saw your ad, watched all the way through. You, If they typed in paid ads, they'll see your ad on the search results. And so that makes you more relevant, makes you stay in front of them, but you don't wanna show it to this person because there's no relevance, they don't know who you are and you're gonna burn money. But over here, what Alex just said is you'll get like a you'll get a great result from it. So that's awesome. $20, $30 calls from that. It's, it's, it's pretty insane. That's killer, dude. Good for you. So what I'm noticing here, this is kind of my takeaway because when I'm teaching copy or when I'm working with copywriters, there's one word that I am so hardcore about and actually make them write it in big letters and pin it on their cubicle wall. And that is specificity. And I've always said, you take any copy, you make it more specific, it'll convert better. Like that's the easiest way to make copy convert better. I am noticing that that is the core of your entire marketing strategy is like I even said right now, it's a like course creators and information marketers is too generic. Like that would not work well. But what I'm seeing is a vision where I can create four or five channels, but I got to get specific. So it's like, okay, what are four or five things course creators struggle with paid ads, webinars, whatever, whatever their common issues are, or what are the common elements of my coaching program? And like, but that way I can be more specific on that, uh, that vi the, the video and more specific in my VSL. And all of that's just going to lead to higher quality calls for the sales team to have. 
Exactly. Like not just on the ad, but you know, like you said, throughout the funnel, that's really where I see like probably the, one of the biggest, um, one of the biggest, uh, what do you call it? Mistakes that most people make when it comes to YouTube as like YouTube ad funnel, not being specific enough, which again, that's kind of, that is really how I base my entire strategy off of. What, what are some like crazy niches that this has worked in? So you got to have a few that you're like, this is just, this is out there. Like it worked even in this niche. Cause uh, yeah, it'll work in business and all of that. But like, what are some other off topic niches? Uh, like for example, we have one client, he just, he's more so on the done with you side. He started a couple of weeks ago, but he's a drumming coach for like worship drumming in worship, worship drumming. But for him, he spent like $1,600. Do you know what that is? <laughs> no, I have no idea. Like what the hell is worship drumming? That, there you go. That's a good example of an off the, off the uh, chart niche. Uh, it's basically drumming for like church, like church service. Oh, I was going to say, do they drum on warships? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, okay. but yeah, like, he basically teaches them how to like get into the church and like drum for the or for churches. Um, but for him, like he spent like $1,600 and he already get like, it's great. I think it's cause like his niche is like, so like, I mean, I mean, any niche really on YouTube, that's really blue ocean, but his niche is so specific and it's super blue that I think he, he got like eight sales already. His, again, his price was at 1600, but he spent around 2k. So I think he said he got around like three X cash collected and like 10 X revenue generated, but like there's one example. And then we have another client. He's a, basically a marriage coach, I guess you could call it, but more specifically for Catholic men. So like, it's, it's always like a couple of things like that or little things like that, where it's like, it can be a little bit broader of an offer, but the niche or the audience is super, super specific um, in, in that sense. Very interesting. Very, very cool. Hey, so uh, another one, give me, give me uh, one more. So uh, we also had this other client who's basically a business coach, but more so specific for yoga, the yoga teachers, like yoga studio owners. Um, so we get a lot of that too, like business, like people who help business owners, but in a specific niche, um, we get a lot of those. How, how do you target that? So let's say, um, I was, I was just listening to, um, Alex's story, right? Gym owners or whatever, and yoga owners, how, let's say it's a yoga. Well, I don't want to take your client strategy. So let's say I do, all right, I'm a, um, therapist. I don't know, pick any topic, but how do you do that? Like how, how business coaching for a blah. Yeah, so like it's one thing to kind of address on the ad itself and just talking about business, but also again, just being specific with who the video is for. Um, I, I'll give you that example, like the client that we have with the yoga studio owners, like he's literally calling them out in the, within the first couple of seconds. Um, but then the targeting, it's more specific around yoga, like interests, like yoga keywords. Um, so we tested it out where it's like we did, we split test them both, like business audiences, business keywords, and then yoga audiences, yoga keywords. Um, but the yoga interests, like the yoga uh, keywords and audiences did work a lot better regards to getting in front of that audience. But if I'm targeting yoga, just like yoga, this doesn't mean that those people are really have a yoga business. So exactly. that's my, like, you just call it out in the beginning. Wow. I never thought that, man. I never thought you could go that macro. And as long as you just dial in the first 10, 15 seconds, that that's, yeah. as, that's all you have to do. That's interesting. A lot of people like a lot of people overthink that <laughs> overthink it too, but it's like really like YouTube algorithm, I guess you could call it. Um, they're really good with that in regards to optimizing extremely quickly in regards to like who's clicking on your ad, who's skipping the ad, who's watching the ad. Um, but even like beyond that, you know, if, if we see that that doesn't work, that's when we start layering the audiences with the interest. So let's say we have a business, um, anyone that's searching for business keywords layered with anyone that's interested in like meditation apps or yoga like apps. So that way we're layering, the, layering them both. But again, it's just about being very specific on the, on the ad itself. That's incredible, man. Um, I'm blown away. Well, so we specifically, you know, in this episode, pff, we didn't even end up talking about it. So I'm probably going to name it something different, but, uh, we were going to talk about the 250 K in 30 days. 
And I, I guess we kind of did. I mean, that was one of your clients. So here's a question. Did they come in? So 250K, what was the ad spent on that? That's the thing. That's, that's why he's one of my favorite case studies because he came in working with us at 5K a month ad spend. He originally was running ads on Facebook and that's why he came over to us because you just couldn't get anything to work there. So he started with 5K a month ad spend. At this point, he's spending 75K a month on ad spend. Um, but the results I just gave you were from last month in regards to just, he spent less than 20K and I generated over 20, 250K in uh, sales. He's a real estate investment coach. But um, again, when he started with us, he didn't, it was just him like taking the sales calls. At this point, I think he's like, three setters or two setters and one salesperson. Um, so he's like, he's building his team and we did have to scale back the ad spend for him to like get that dialed in a bit. But like I said, last or this month, he's spending over 75K a month uh, in, in ad spend. That's incredible. That's got a 10X, 10X uh, return on ad spend. That's so huge. Um, and same funnel, same same thing, same ad, same targeting, same VSL, same everything, huh? Yeah. Okay, so. I mean, one thing I will say too, because um, I get this a lot where it's like, I'll, I'll give these case studies like, it's not just the YouTube ads, but it's also like his sales process is what's converting these leads too. It's important to understand that like without a, a validated or a verified sales process that's closing these leads, none of this is going to work. So it's not just like the YouTube ads because I don't want I don't want it to seem like just once you have YouTube ads, then you'll scale up, you know, get these crazy results. But it is as well as like what's on the back end, um, I guess like the follow up and the sales process. No, you're right. Perfect advice. Guys, it's all the pieces of it. Um, of course, when I do case study episodes, I only care about the pieces that I'm interested in. I already know my backend will be amazing and, this, and that, that whole process will convert. So um, I'm glad you brought that up, Alex. It's very important because you can get the best leads. If there was no one there to close them, then you're not gonna make any money. Um, Alex, this has been an absolutely amazing episode. And again, super short, just because you were so to the point and your strategy is so simple, I've, I've fallen in love with it. I'm sure there's a bunch of people listening right now that want more Alex in their life. They might even want to talk about, I know you have a course that you've launched. I know you have a done for you agency. Where can people go to get more Alex? Yeah. So if you just go to digitalblitz.co, um, you'll find all the information there. We have a couple of case studies on there as well as um, a VSL, like a, basically a video training that kind of outlines everything I just talked about in this video. Um, yeah. You just go to digitalblitz.co or email me at alex at digitalblitz.co. That's awesome. All right. Thank you very much, Alex. Thank you to all of you guys. Go to digitalblitz.co. And uh, what do I always say? When life pushes you, stand straight, smile, and push it the heck back. Now listen, learnexpert.com, L-U-R-N-E-X-P-E-R-T.com. Go there. We've got an amazing community that we're building. It's free of all information marketers, course creators. You know my whole thing, right? The whole world of education is changing, will change. We're gonna be at the forefront of it. I wanna impact education in a way that's never been impacted before by connecting the actual people who know directly to the people looking. Forget all these intermediaries in the middle. And we wanna show you how to do that. So not only can you build a business, but you can actually help change the entire face of education. So learn, L-U-R-N, expert.com, onicpodcast.com to binge listen to all of our episodes. Make sure you click subscribe right now and click the like thing and just all that fun stuff. And if you're listening to us on any other platform, make sure you hit subscribe and give us a great review. And of course, digitalblitz.co to check out more about Alex and all his amazing work. Alex, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. All right, everyone. When life pushes you, stand straight, smile, push the heck back. See you on the next one. Thanks for listening to The Fighting Entrepreneur with your host, Onyx Singhal.